Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. So the S&P 500 hits a 66 record this year. Now, who thinks Wall Street is a roller coaster? I don't. It's been 10 years of straight up, helped by the interest rates being low and inflation low and a lot of innovation in between. 66 records. Macy's stock is having a great year, a heck of a year. Left for dead. Internet roadkill caused by Amazon. Up 220 to up 233% this year. I don't like Macy's. In large part because I when I shop at Macy's, I feel like I'm in a warehouse and I'm by myself and like I could like do things to like I could spit on clothes or I could like uh, blow my nose on clothes. Like no one would ever notice. I know you're saying you're quite a weirdo left alone at a clothing store. You're going to snot on stuff. It's just the point. It feels too big. And then you accidentally, you're looking for jeans or a button-down shirt. Someone's died. You needed a jacket. And you accidentally walk by the perfume counter. Don't accidentally walk by the perfume counter. I don't like perfumes, just for the record. I can kind of use like a little smelly oil on the body's fine. Perfume's not good. Um, just my opinion. So 66 records this year on the S&P 500. It's not a roller coaster, people. It's capitalism. President Biden's critical decision on whether or not to keep Fed Chairman Jerome Powell for another four years is going to be very interesting in February. It's probably the thing I'm looking most forward to as far as 2022 at this point in time. The contender to replace Powell is a Fed governor named Lyle Brainerd. Lyle, who names her kid L-A-E-L? I don't know. But it's out there, right? So the CBO said that the BBB, the Build Back Better, is going to add about $367 billion to the federal deficit over a decade, indicating that the bill isn't fully paid for by the initiatives to boost revenue. Um, I wish the CBO was more, shall we say, prominent so people try to understand what's happening with deficits and spending in the United States. Um <clears throat> And right after the BBB, the Build Back Better, the Biden administration somehow pushed out today. Today, I mean, this is breaking news kind of stuff. The House has just passed the biggest climate investment in U.S. history. It's heading to the Senate. Joe Biden's $1.75 trillion social policy and climate bill. From getting nothing done to suddenly getting big things done, maybe not at the original price tags. It's going to be an interesting 2022 as far as elections go. If our unemployment's low and our stock markets are high, probably a good chance that Democrats get reelected. If our unemployment's high, uh, probably a good chance that Democrats don't get reelected. We tend to vote with our wallets. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. I'll be quiet right now. 
And you're saying, thank goodness. So let's go back into some of the stock stories of the day. Leaked audio shows Amazon CEO criticizing reporters and politicians. In all hands meeting this week, CEO Andy Jassy told employees the press and politicians are nitpicking and talking about edge cases when they discuss Amazon shortcomings, heavily tied towards unions. Jassy said that journalists find it more interesting and salacious to report on things the company could be doing better. I, let's let's give him a little bit of credit here. Amazon is a damn impressive company. From a company that 25 years ago, people said, we'll never make money. No one wants to buy a book online. They've kind of become entrenched in our life. I know some people that swear by Amazon Prime, like swear by it even though you can now get free shipping at Walmart and Target pretty easily because Amazon Prime's grown into something different. Starbucks and Amazon opened a cashierless coffee shop in New York City. I kind of wish that Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox could go there and hang out and talk friends. The cafe is going to use Amazon's Just Walk Out technology, so you're not going to have to see Gunther, the waiter. Um... It lets you pick up drinks, you pre-order on your Starbucks app, you just walk in, walk out. No touchy. Love the Elizabeth Holmes trial is starting to wrap up. Lance Wade, the attorney leading the defense in Holmes trial, waited weeks for a shot at the hedge fund manager Brian Grossman. He hopped to sh- he hoped ultimately <clears throat> to shift the blame away from Holmes and onto investors. It didn't really work out. I kind of hope that they get her on some charges here. In large part, you can't say you have a breakthrough technology and you don't have a breakthrough technology. And tell investors, give me millions and millions and millions of dollars. We have a breakthrough technology and not have a breakthrough technology. I just think that sucks. Fraud is not the American way. And all too often, it becomes the American way. Cisco insiders are starting to get worried that the company is about to go through some mass layoffs. And I think so. It wasn't lost on me yesterday that NVIDIA had a rocking day and Cisco had a crappy day. I almost said the S word on on air. That could have been it for me. And the best part about it is my boss. He's pretty much a a goody t-shirt. And he would have written the word down on a piece of paper and he would have made me look at the word and say, you know what you said on air? I'm like, no. And I'd have to flip the paper over. I go, oh, yeah, 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 I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Um. But Cisco had a bad day yesterday, and it's not lost on me. 20, 25 years ago, I was doing a show, and I was like, Cisco, the rulers of routers, the sultans of switches. And then I'd play a little music, sultans of swing, or I don't know, something out there, right? Um, Cisco once was all that in a bucket of chicken. Shutting down um, some of their divisions. They need to start doing some cost cutting. And Huge 25 years ago. Now we're talking, you know, different. And NVIDIA is where we're talking. And NVIDIA had a great day yesterday. They said Mark Zuckerberg's got the metaverse. Well, we're kind of working on some stuff for that. And Tesla wants self-driving cars. And Amazon said, we're kind of working on some stuff for that too. And Amazon Web Services are doing well. And NVIDIA said, we're kind of working on some stuff there too. Cisco's just in the wrong area. It's still important. They still make billions of dollars. But it's time to start cutting the employees. And when it happens, you're going to learn that labor is the biggest cost of doing business. And stuff will probably rally on that. But 
I no longer care about the company. I've left them. And it's like, you can't quit me. I'm like, Cisco, I quit you. I've moved on. I looked at it yesterday. I was like, could I trade this? Could I invest in this? I'm like, nah, I've moved on. You can't quit me. And as I'm walking away from Cisco waving by, you can't quit me. I said, you can't quit me. I'm like, yeah, I can actually quit you. Bye. Elon Musk said SpaceX will fly its starship spaceship into orbit for the first time in January. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So I don't know if I should admit this, but I'm going to. I wear makeup when I'm on TV. You have to. Otherwise, you just take a look at a sheet of white paper, and that's what my skin would look like. So I know who Sephora is. Probably most of the women in this audience knows who Sephora is, and some of the men have heard about it. It's a big, 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 big makeup company. And a couple of years ago, they announced a store inside a store partnership with Kohl's, and they've opened up 200 Sephora's inside of Kohl's. Now we're looking at the data come out, and it turns out that it's been a massive success. They increased their physical footprint in the UK. They're starting to get early results that more shoppers are indeed coming into the stores for Kohl's. It's a win-win situation. Um, Ron Johnson worked at Apple, and he kind of invented the Genius Bar concept and the Apple Store concept at a time when malls were struggling and shutting down. He says, we should open up in a mall. And if you ever did a – you could probably do a documentary. If you're a documentary person or if your kid's a documentary person, they work in the documentary industry. You could probably do a whole documentary on the Apple Stores and how they changed the world in a lot of levels. I'm not going to get too caught up in the whole world thing. but. Um, and then Ron Johnson, when he leaves Apple, when it's time to move on, he gets the CEO gig at JCPenney. Jacques Pony, the famous French designer. No, JCPenney is the one who kind of sucks and was around for too long and kind of got pushed out because of Amazon and Walmart. So Ron Johnson goes to JCPenney thinking he's going to fix it. And his idea was a store inside of store. And it didn't work at JCPenney's, but it's working elsewhere. If you go into a Best Buy and you see a Genius Bar, if you go into Apple, if you go into Best Buy and you see a Samsung or a Magnolia for their music, um, you can see that it is working. Microsoft wants to show you tablets. So they, they pay a little bit of money to get a physical store inside of a Best Buy. Genius in my mind. And some of the partnerships really work. But Ron Johnson goes to JCPenney's and he's like, let's do a Sephora and let's do a, uh, a jeans company. Let's do free haircuts on Saturdays. Bring moms in so their kids can get free haircuts and she, she'll shop while they're getting a haircut. Didn't work out. Turns out JCPenney's was pretty unsavable. Are they still around? Yeah, but not relevant. So just because you're a genius at Apple doesn't make you a genius elsewhere. But did people bet on Ron Johnson thinking he'd pull it off a second time? Yeah, they did. And I get it. Do you? I hope so. Starbucks and Amazon opened a cashierless coffee shop in New York City. If you've ever used one of these, it's pretty darn cool. Um, where you have employees not ringing you up, you have employees restocking shelves. 
I like it. Saudi Arabia wants to build a floating eight-sided city called Oxagon. It would float on the Red Sea. It's unclear how much the city will cost to make. Is it the future? Maybe. Do I care? Not at all. Um, just not that much into it. Between you and me, it's just not that impressive of a money spend in my mind. NVIDIA is on a roll. They had a great quarter. Doritos put up a good fight with 3D Crunch. There's no denying that NVIDIA is the king of 3D. The move that pushed NVIDIA's market cap above $800 billion at one point yesterday is their earnings report. They're roughly the size now. They're adding market cap at a tremendous rate. Um, I would be surprised if 2022 is not a big year of acquisitions for the trillion-dollar companies because they can go out and buy a Pfizer. Apple seriously can go out and buy a Disney, maybe even a Netflix. Are they out for sale? Probably not. Ooh, Ghostbusters movies out this weekend. Um, real quick, NVIDIA is attaching their name to everything that's a buzzword right now. Um, Microsoft says they're going to get into the metaverse with Facebook, and NVIDIA says, yeah, what took you so long? Because we're selling the chips for you. Just throwing it out. They're at the right place at the right time. Grammarly, the software maker that helps people nail their theirs, is it T-H-E-I-R-S? Is it T-H-E-R-E-S? Is it T-H-E-R-E apostrophe S? Grammarly helps you. They're considered one of the 10 most valuable startups. It's raised $13 billion for correcting your grammar. Do I love that? Not really. I think our school systems failed. But I will say this. You write a good email, and I will fall in love with you. You write a bad email, and I'll delete it faster than you can blink. Just between you and me. Other things to know today. The Trump's back is back. Um, it's going to be investigated as the SEC needs to look at what was promised and what was delivered and what's actually there. And what was a blank check meant for? I, I don't care. That's one of those financial stories that I just like, I'm moving on. I'm not even going to look at that one. Earning today out of Foot Locker, American Shipping Company. American Shipping would be interesting to see how they're doing on uh, raising prices at a time when everyone wants to ship stuff. Time Magazine is adding Ether to its holdings for the first time. Publication financed a deal entirely in Ether with crypto firm Galaxy Digital and will produce metaverse-related content. Who's going to be Time's man of the year? That's a good question, isn't it? Is it going to be the woman who leaked the Facebook emails? Seems like an obvious one to me. I'm having a tough time guessing this year. Um, but maybe you can help me out with that one. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. What you pay for turkey and potatoes, it's going to cost 14% more this year than last year. Remember last year, 
people weren't getting together. And the turkey industry didn't know that until it was too late. They made turkeys, they slaughtered turkeys, they froze turkeys. People don't get together and eat turkeys. So grocery stores started giving them away to get you into the store. It's called a loss leader. Loss leaders are really, really important business lessons. Xbox and PlayStations lose money on the hardware in the first year or two years. And they make a ton of money in year three, four, five as the cost of technology goes down over time. Loss leaders are a good business model. Don't poo-poo them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. I've worked in this industry for 25 years, roughly. One of the first people I ever hired was a young man named Dan Fetterman. He's joining us right now on the air to talk a little bit about financial planning. When I met him, he was one of those genius guys who was in the wrong industry, and he should have been a financial planner, and he is a certified financial planner. And he works with EP Wealth, he worked with New Focus Financial, and he worked at my first firm. Um, he's someone I would always go to bat for. Dan, how are you? Dan? Hey, Rob, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good. We're neighbors now. You do this every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome into uh, the county. That's right. Um, so you're you're a certified financial planner with EP Wealth. Um, mm -hmm. You got into the industry a long time ago, and I've watched you literally grow up. I look at you as a little brother who's now a grown man, and you've got a great career, and you're a certified financial planner. I said, Can you give me some topics that we could talk about on air promote a little EP wealth, promote CFP, uh, Dan Fredeman, and he works with Chad Burton, um, the old gang, so to speak. One of your topics is pretty interesting that you wanted to talk about health savings accounts, HSAs. I've never used one. I probably should have used one. Is that the idea? Yeah. Well, you actually have a chance to, to do it. Um, uh, we actually are in the middle of open enrollment <laughs> right now. Uh, until December 3rd. And I, I thought maybe uh, some of the, you know, the people who listen to your show. So it's probably a pretty timely topic. Um, so what yeah, is it? What uh, is an HSA? Let's start with the simple who, what, when, where, why? What is an HSA and who needs one? Okay, so an HSA stands for health savings account, which is different than a flexible spending account. Okay. Um, and so, so the optimal word is savings and, uh, it, it sounds simple and it, it is, but it's, um, it's ideal for someone who has really strong cash flow, is in great health. Um, and those are the two, two big things. If you're basically young and healthy and, um, you know, you don't have any, uh, problems saving money, th this is a no brainer. Um, but it still could be appropriate, even if you have uh, some, you know, if you if you have known medical bills on the way, 
like for the coming year. Um, what's nice about health savings account is it, it couples with a PPO that's a high deductible plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in our case, the, the deductible per person in your family is $3,500. Um, and so that what it means is if you have like maybe a specialty prescription drug in the beginning of the year, when you get that prescription, you could get a, a sticker shock, uh, like, like a $900 bill. And so that's not, not good. But what, what you can do is, um, instead of putting money towards health premiums every month where you don't get it back, you can put, uh, up to $280 per paycheck. If you have 26 pay periods, you can put $280 per paycheck into this health savings account. And if you do need the money to pay for these specialty, uh, you know, drugs or whatever, um, or doctor's visits, you can take it from the HSA. Um, ideally, so in an ideal world, you are using it as a, a savings account and building it over your uh, working career until retirement. You can actually contribute to an HSA until age 65. And, um, you know, I, I look at it as, as like a, it's basically a pool of money that you can use in retirement uh, for medical expenses. So the way it works is you put pre-tax money in, usually out of payroll, directly out of payroll, and uh, it it goes into this HSA account and there's different custodians. Uh, There's places like HSA Bank. Uh, We use, um, well, I use Lively, uh, but Fidelity has them, Optum, and uh, you want to make sure that, that these places don't have, like, high maintenance fees. That, that's one of the reasons I use Lively. It's, it's easy to set up, no maintenance fees. Um, and so they, they give you a debit card. And if you do choose to use it at uh, the dentist or a doctor's visit, you, it, it's just like a bank account. Um, but, like, ideally, my goal for myself is to just put as much money into it. Uh, like, as a family plan, I can put up to... 7,200 this year in 2021. Next year, it's going up to 7,300. If you're an individual, you can put 3,650 in. And um, also, if you're over 55, uh, you can put a catch-up contribution of $1,000. And and it's actually per spouse. So if you have two spouses over 55, you can get $9,300 into a plan each year. And it's all pre-tax money. So it helps lower your taxable income. Um, and it's, it's a nice savings vehicle. And, and as long as you withdraw the money in the future, um, for qualified medical expenses, uh, it's a tax free, uh, distribution. So it's great because you get a pre-tax deduction, you get a, a tax free growth or tax deferred growth. And as long as you, uh, withdraw from for medical expenses that are qualified, it's tax-free. So it's, it's similar in a way to like a Roth IRA, uh, except for you get a tax deduction to boot. It's pretty much so a no-brainer for people who have no problem with money. But for people who are exactly. like deciding, should I invest in a 401k or not, you probably want to do the 401k versus the HSA. Is that right? Or do you split some of it and do the HSA anyway, case by case? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, you kind of have to understand what your personal cash flow situation looks like. So, um, I mean, I guess if you're, if you have to make tough choices, you would want to, uh, put at least up to the match that you get. Hopefully the employer gives a match. 
so you put whatever you can in like that 3% of your salary into that. And then, um, I, I still would try to get money into the HSA, um, because I'd rather pay, put money into a savings account than pay those premiums to the insurance company. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Right. And it can be used for things like long-term care. Can it be passed on to your child? In retirement, if uh, let's, yeah, let's say you yeah, live so, a, a perfect, healthy life and you just die in your sleep, what, what happens then? Right. Yeah. So you can at, at the account setup stage, you you name a beneficiary. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it would go to your your beneficiaries, and just like an IRA. Also, in retirement, if after age sixty five, uh, you, you're not able to contribute to it. And if you don't withdraw it for medical expenses, it's treated just like a traditional IRA. So it's taxable for as like federal and state income. So you said there's an enrollment period. What do we need to know about enrollment periods? Because I'll be honest with you, I've never done an HSA and I'm starting to think I probably should have done an HSA. My liver is going to need some work on it sooner than later if if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Rob, you should definitely do it for, I I mean, I I know you and and I know you have kids, uh, but like, you're in a, a good position, I think, to do it, and you should take advantage of it um, until we have till December third. Uh, so open enrollment is this little—it's a window of time where you have to make uh, definite or decisions for the next upcoming year. And it's things like um, you know life insurance that that's offered by the company, disability, short-term and long-term disability, medical insurance. Medical insurance is is basically the usually the meat of, of the uh, offering from, from the employer. So uh, the one thing to note is FSA is, is, the, is like the cousin of an HSA. That's called a flexible spending account. And that one's uh, similar. You can put 2850 in, in, into an account, but you have to use it by the end of the year. So I don't like those as much. Who it's like, have who, likes, who likes cousins anyway, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, um, and for anyone who does have an FSA and they're looking for, uh, that extra money to spend, there are a couple websites, hsastore.com, fsastore.com and Amazon. If you type in amazon.com slash HSA, um, or slash FSA, you can get a list of all these qualified products that you can use your FSA account for. Dan, I'm going to cut you off there. I just want to say some nice things to you. I don't want to plug you. You sent me a great list of like tax planning at the end of the year, backdoor Roth IRAs, mega backdoor Roths, HSAs. You said, let's do that one. We could have done lump sum versus annuity. We could have done withdrawing from an IRA in retirement. We'll have you back on. I, I think you're the best thing I ever hired in my life. I'm so thrilled that I know you, and I'm so thrilled to call you a friend. It's Dan Fetterman. He's a certified financial planner. He can talk financial planning issues with you. I have a lead that I'm going to send you later today, Dan. Thanks for calling the show. You can find him at epwealth.com. That's epwealth.com. And he's right. I should be doing a health savings account, and I've just been lazy. Um, It's not like I'm investing in scotch. That's not going to be my medical provider in retirement. Nope. I'm going to have medical costs in retirement. I'm getting older. Um, my spouse may need long-term care. These are things that you can have a savings account that's very similar to a 401k where you can invest in stocks when you're young and beautiful. And that couple thousand dollars will grow into multiple thousands of dollars. And the multiple thousands will grow into hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then you don't have to be in retirement and think to yourself, where's this money going to come from? It's not for everyone. 
And that's what Dan does. He sits down and gets to know you. He sets up a financial plan for you. He asks you about your medical history, your parents' medical history. Um, Dan had a young son that I think is the coolest kid in the world. I'm stoked that I know this man. Get this. He worked as a rocket scientist and he wanted to know about retirement. So he contacted me and I was like, I would hire you in a heartbeat. And he made the foolish move to get out of engineering, rocket engineering. He could probably be working for SpaceX right now and making billions. And he got into financial planning. Really smart guy. You can find him online at epwealth.com. You can drop me an email. If you want to work with a financial planner, Dan will get to know you. He's a great tennis. He's a Marin boy uh, or Marin man. And uh, he's all that in a bucket of chicken. Find him online at epwealth.com. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. So, one of the things I want to teach you, if I can teach you, and I, again, I'm not Professor Rob or Professor Black. It's a cute idea. If I have any alter egos, it's Roberto Negro, Idoleros. I kind of want to have two very, very sexy women standing by me and dancing and shaking while I talk about investing. That's my alter ego. Um, if there's anything I can teach you, it's that there's no right answers in investing. There's just compromises. Um, if there's anything I can teach you about relationships, there's no right answers. There's just compromises. Do you see where I'm going at with this? When it comes to my politics, there's no extremes. There's just moderate. I'm in the middle of everything. We live in a big world. I don't drift. I like moderation and moderation. I like uh, not a big old breasted chicken. I like uh, like a filet of chicken or, you know, uh, very thinly sliced, yeah, to put it in other words. I don't need too much of anything. I'm good. Yesterday, Bill Ackman, wild Bill Ackman, says the United States is facing classic bubble fueled by Fed's easy money policy. Now, he has to get out there and talk because he's a hedge fund manager and people trust him with millions and millions of dollars. They want to see their their man like making a case for why they put their money with him. So he gets out there and he goes on all the financial shows, talks about the Fed and low interest rates, and there's a lot of truth to this. Essentially, 9-11 and then the financial crisis of 2000, the housing crisis in 2006, 2007, 2008, that basically has left America desperate for easy money. Oh, wait, and then we get the pandemic. It's like every 10 years here, we, we seem to run into a need where the government needs to help the economy stay afloat. Government could either spend a lot of money in stimulus or see a lot of people go into unemployment. And the government says, we don't want the unemployment. We want people paying taxes and, and moving forward. So the Federal Reserve lowers interest rates. And I get it. When I look back when I'm 70 years old and my children come to me and say, Dad, you made a lot of money. How did you do it? I'll go, it was easy. It was low-cost money. All stocks went up. It was a no-brainer. Right now, I'll tell you, I'm smart and a genius. The reality is I'm in a good operating environment to succeed. So Bill Ackman saying we're overpriced. And yesterday, we started seeing who could possibly be named to the Federal Reserve after Jerome Powell. His term comes up, I believe, in February. 
And the names being floated are all very dovish, meaning they'll raise interest rates slower than he would. They're more extreme. Remember how I say I like moderation, moderation? I think Jerome Powell is pretty moderate. He's kind of a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. He's removing tapering right now. After tapering, he's going to start raising interest rates. Does he do two in 2022 or does he do four? If he does four, the market's going to run into problems. But if we nominate someone who's very dovish, we may get one. And the stock market could explode even higher. Now, here's where I'm getting at again. There's no right answers. I have to be prepared for both. I think the first six months of 2022 look easy, smooth, nice. But once we start getting into those interest rate hikes, stock market's going to say, uh, six months from now, that's going to really slow things down. People are going to be borrowing less on credit cards. People are going to be borrowing less on mortgages. People are going to be borrowing less to start new businesses. Corporations will be borrowing less to build new buildings. And all of that will slow down economic growth. So I'm okay with that. That's my worst case scenario. My best case scenario is we get someone in there who's even uh, more dovish and does raise rates. Now, what if we get someone who's, who's really hawkish and wants to raise rates and fight inflation? So what is inflated due to the low cost of money? Housing prices, rent prices, stock prices. What is inflated due to the pandemic? Food prices, commodity prices, semiconductor prices. Those are expected to moderate. One of the funniest headlines I saw yesterday was uh, an analyst who referred to the supply chain as starting to, how shall we say, um, loosen. And he used a term called a laxative and a softening of the stool. And he thinks that the supply chain is already starting to show that factories are back to work because you've seen companies like Kohl's, companies like Macy say, we're stock, we got stuff, we're good. Target, we're good. We're good for Christmas. You're seeing Walmart charter their own boats and saying, we're good for Christmas. So it's the belief that we do have goods. I think GM said yesterday uh, the supply chain is is taking a laxative and it's softened up. It's not as tense anymore. All of our factories actually have employees right now working on cars with semiconductors. All their factories are open for business and they're all pumping out cars. So the supply chain should ease in 2022. And if interest rates stay low and we got this consumer who's got pent up demand, so right after I booked my first trip, I booked a second trip. And I'm going to spend more on travel in the first two months of 2022 than I've spent in the last two years. So more is going to the airlines, more is going to the Ubers, more is going to the hotels, more is going to the Airbnbs. You get the idea. 2022 could be a very good year. Um. And again, it'll be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little bit of the Fed Reserve. I think our policy is played out right now. Biden is not very popular with his own party and in-house bickering, and the Republicans are very good at blocking uh, easy money spins. Now again, 
Trump ran up the budget. Republicans and Democrats both run up the budget. None of them have ever like shrank the budget. That's not their job. Uh, their job is to spend, 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 spend in their minds. Get some of my constituents and they can rehire me. And I can go uh, kill a prostitute and get away with it. <laughs> like every every movie on the government, the congressman killed a prostitute. I think I'm a little bit on the silly side. Okay, so something came out yesterday. And I, I always like these things. It was the Technology Fast 500 2021 North America rankings, the fastest growing tech companies. And they also throw in life sciences. And I was interested because these are all companies we're going to be talking about for the next 10 years. Um, there's a company out of Santa Monica called OnTrack. There's a company out of Boston, Recharge. I started you know, looking at some of these companies. One of the companies has a true wireless technology, a wireless charging technology, where right now wireless means you have to put your phone or your iPad or your watch on a pad and you still can't use it for five or six hours while it's charging. True wireless charging means as you walk around, it's charging. Now, that's not going to work because you're going to have to have a, a kind of a big tower near you. So you're not going to be able to walk around because there's not going to be enough big towers to go around. There's a publicly traded company called American Tower that all they do is sell towers. And Verizon's and AT&T's, they, they lease space on those towers around America to put up their equipment so you get your phone service. That could be a play. But the wireless charging to me is more, it's going to be more about static locations where you want a wireless camera that's operational 24-7-365. But it's still a camera and it's in a fixed location. It'll never lose power. That's pretty attractive. Um, so some of the top 500 companies, I'm really only interested in the top 100. So there's one that's a software and as a service, UAPI, Y-O-U-A-P-P-I. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to look up that one over the holidays. And there's Data Robot. I'm going to look up that one over the holidays. I'm going to look up CoinMe. What is CoinMe? They're out of Seattle. I'm going to look up that one. So I love lists that are fast-growing companies. I don't have to get in on the IPO. I just have to know the technology. That's what I'm all about. Um, the top 10. And catch me if you've heard of any of these names. Banyan Software. Nope. Vernet X Holding. Nope. Nufabricks. Biotech pharmaceutical company out of Canover, North Carolina. Nope. Never heard of it. Drift. I've heard of. Coheres Bioscience. Nope. Snap Commerce. Nope. Shipwell. Uh-uh. Attentive, I've heard of. And Axonics, Axonics. I'm like, I'm gonna look up all these guys. I'm gonna have the best holiday season ever. Because when I'm on my phone, you think I'm like inanely playing crossword puzzles? No, no, I'm doing research. I love lists. I like lists of lists. That's how much I like lists. I like moderation, moderation. I don't like getting too extreme left, too extreme right. Have things that you believe in. And I, I love the research angle of this job. Thanks for letting me do it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. Cable news, noisy, boring. 
out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.